We joke and talk about, you know, like, you know, creepers and perverts. But fuck, man, like, we're all a little creepy. We're all a little perverted. And sex makes the world go round. So, like, people are interested. They, like, want to look at your ass and your feet and watch you pee all day and night, Laura. I know. <laughs> Trust me. They were very delighted with a pee video. Were they? It's Laura Desiree. And Romy Rain. And you're listening to... A Mouthful with Laura and Romy. It's a whole big mouthful. Mm. (laughs) Welcome to A Mouthful. Today, I think um, I've got this huge issue that I've been, I love tackling it every time. I've never conquered it. I've never championed it. I don't think it's something that can necessarily be be deemed conquerable at this point. Mm. But the adult industry, as we are both affiliated in our own ways, is so entirely lawless. It's a wild west. <laughs> yeah. Very much to say. Uh, it's an industry that doesn't have a lot of access or um, appeal to the mainstream. Yeah. Right. But so everybody's endlessly curious. Of course. Everybody wants to know. Like every makeup artist that does like a mixture of porn and mainstream, they say that every time they're on a mainstream set, they're always asked like the porn and sex questions. Absolutely. So. But because it's perpetually stayed mm-hmm. very much below the mainstream level, which, yeah. you know, we can all say is wrong and we all want to see it, you know, surpass that and become, you know, an art form that is recognized by the mainstream. Aside from all that, the reality is, is it's still you know, underneath and hidden from the mainstream. So yeah. I think a lot gets away as far as a, a rule book, as mm. far as what's right and wrong, because it really comes down to people's personal beliefs and how to do business. And yeah, that's really what it is. Like porn is like, and just like sex, sex is all about personal preference. Everybody's right. going to have a different idea of like what's fantastic, what's not. And like, yeah, there's really not a rule book. We always joke about that. Like there needs to be a performer handbook. Like even just totally. we were joking earlier about yeah. how to properly do an anal scene. Like right. everybody always wants a girl to like get DP'd, but no one tells her how to clean out her butt properly right. like, before the scene. But you could even say no one tells her how to negotiate oh, God. for what that kind of a scene is <sighs> worth. We were talking about that shit too. Like, you know, seven year contracts for like an 18 year old girl that sometimes happens like right. with like agents you have to really really be careful of who you're getting involved with that's a thing too but like who's really going to help you negotiate when they're not even trying to get you to sign a fair contract well industries where there's mentorship Mm -hmm. where there's uh an opportunity to to base you know your decisions your business choices on someone else's path yeah you know, that doesn't really exist or does it? I mean, is it yes starting no. to? It's it is getting better. Again, like with social media, the fact that we're all really able to like speak our minds and tell like what's really going on with us and the things that we want to be involved in, what we think needs to change and how we can actually help each other out. Because now also with all like all these premiums and different ways for performers and every facet, yeah. like even like YouTubers and shit are on yeah. OnlyFans to make money has really changed the game and given us a lot of power back. So it's not as much of this like crazy competition and people are more willing to speak out and hey fuck that's even like a part of the reason that like I wanted to do this show and I know you did too for mm-hmm. like really the same reasons like mm-hmm. we don't really get to speak enough on certain things and no let's and talk about some shit well absolutely let's get a whole goddamn mouthful of it <gasps> right <Ding. laughs> but but you know there isn't 
where do you get your information from in the industry when it comes to what decision is a good decision or a bad decision? Who are your advisors? I mean, this is why people look to agents. Yeah, they try to. I mean, I mean, nowadays, like, you know, the best thing I think you can do is try to, like, look to somebody who you, I hate to say idolize, but somebody that, you know, really could help you out or look on their Twitter, look on their Instagram. Back, like, I read Jenna Jameson's book back in the day, and I know she's a controversial figure now, but, like, her book had some good information yeah. about, like, you know, stripping and porn and money and uh i but the sad part is is like there again nobody really like gives you the handbook nobody really is like you really should do this i mean people have advice be like hey if you want to make a lot of money you'll do these kind of scenes if you want to get like attention like you'll hold off doing this but you'll do that and like so it's a very again very precarious everybody kind of does it their own way and i don't it's it is changing there is much more of a a vocal uh like group essentially now too. what I'm noticing just as you know my affiliation with the industry I'm noticing just in the last year or so a lot more uh, mental health support oh god yeah you know we're addressing that issue or at least attempting to start addressing that aspect of Mm -hmm. being a successful person is where is the mental state at are you making the decisions that you're comfortable with Um, are you maintaining a realm of sanity you know personally for yourself on this journey where is the version of that for business strategies Ooh, i mean that's a loaded question there really wasn't and i would like i wish there was like a deeper way to go into it but not so much how do you not get taken advantage of i mean because it's still an industry where like it can be very great and empowering if you're like straightforward and you know a little bit of luck here and there but like it's people can still get it's entertainment fuck we were talking about this in general all of entertainment can be like predatory new young beautiful thing competitive it's some of the biggest egos and and um, egomaniacal folk you could ever imagine. Oh God! And even why... when you start talking about you know sex, attractiveness, money, we always bring that into it. And like this is like a little side topic that is important. I feel like to mention um, at some point here. But like some people think you make way more money than you do. Some people are vastly underpaid. And like the tea with porn that a lot of people don't talk about is like rates are a lot lower than people think. Like you tell the average civilian like what no somebody way. got paid yeah. for a porn scene, yeah. and you might be surprised. Surprised. Like we usually get the wider eyes. We we tend to get paid less than what porn stars of the '90s would openly say that they got paid. And that's likely because of the changes in the industry. Yeah. So there's extra competition. There's uh-huh. a little bit more undercutting. There's more deals being made. Like. I mean, again, it's getting a lot better because of the premiums and because performers have been able to be more independent. But yeah, I think that's like a quiet little thing people don't really talk about that breeds into I'm the competitive nature. I'm all here for a porn university. Well, tell me about like on your end of things. But like this isn't just about like straight up porn. You are also in adult work. Absolutely. And you know, I am I host on a show where I'm very much uh, a unique talent as I own my own name. That's not Rare. necessarily how it works everywhere, right? So mm-hmm. when you do become a brand like that and Laura Desiree is my name you can look it up anywhere it's my real name Um, you know you have to really look out for yourself in a very different way you know you can't necessarily take every opportunity that comes your way you want to make sure everything is something of growth also I'm in my 30s now and that's another thing that's a reality check as a woman in a sexualized industry is like you know Time's ticking. And look, I believe in longevity and I'm I'm here to happily say that I will be working my hot body until the day I die. 
However, um, this is really the time to strike in mm -hmm. my life and in my career. So, yeah, I'm also having to approach every decision saying, is this the right one? Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily have uh, a, a guidance support that says to me, you know, lead it this way or the other. Lead with your sexuality or try to start, you know, angling it differently. Yeah, was there a handbook to be a sexy naked host? Never. <laughs> There was uh, a bit of a makeup guide. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> That's, yeah, there was a makeup guide as to, you know, maybe how you want to consider your face. But Yeah, but who teaches you how to act at hedonism when you're having to, like, be on camera for, like, nine hours straight? It's, it's expected that you know how to compose yourself in a highly sexualized environment, mm -hmm. how to still pull off a professional tone, yeah. how to still be entertaining because you are an entertainer. Yeah how to do that responsibly. It's one of the most challenging arenas I've ever put myself in, and I've been in it now for like three years. It's challenging every day, you know, because sexuality is such a powerful thing. Yeah. When you start noticing that you're sending off those cues, whether or not it's voluntary, whether or not you're aware of them, when you start noticing that your presence has a power because you're leading with your sexuality, yeah. you're confident, you dress a certain way, you talk a certain way, you're uninhibited. You know, all of that comes with a responsibility as well. How are you going to then proceed in your business? How are you going to proceed in the goal achievement that you want? What are those actions? Mm. Because trust me, a blowjob is always on the table. A, a blowjob is always a form of currency. I don't know what yeah. business you're in, but from what I hear, yeah. Absolutely. Right? But it's fascinating because, like, even uh, you would think that I, I – but for me, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, when I first met you, we chat about this. It's me always, like, blowing up like Laura. But, like, for fuck's sake, I'm like, this is a woman who is a professional host and interviewer that can talk to absolutely anybody. She looks like a supermodel, and she's standing there naked all these different points of the world on all these beautiful beaches talking to like the highest up the most sexy or the most like crazy wild I'm like I don't I don't understand how you did it and I was like this lifestyle this woman must live she must be making bank she must be like just fucking everybody I'm like I don't what is this this I like beautiful. I would I would not be lying if I said I didn't get those offers uh, everywhere we go and we shoot and they come in different forms but that's definitely a reality of mm. it is like every time I'm gonna be doing work naked on camera alongside another human being. Mm. Obviously not my cast members. They're all very respectful. Um, Have you fucked any of the cast members? Never. Never. <gasps> Ooh, okay. Ever. That's good to put out there. No, Laura has not fucked any of her co-hosts. I co -hosts. know. I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that would be a plus or a minus for our on-camera work together. I kind of like the little tensions that we have. They're sexy. I like that scene because not not everybody always like agrees with that. But I'm like, sometimes it's better to not fuck your coworkers and friends. You almost you do have to be a little careful sometimes. I mean, it's not that hard actually to just not do it. You know. I mean, well, it's harder for us because even like when we're shooting content together, it's yeah. like, hey, you want to hang out? Like sometimes you're like, blah, 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 but right. we're making money. You hold up your little Snapchat thing. So even if you're like totally platonic with somebody, yeah. You can be platonic with somebody with their dick in your mouth somehow. Yeah. But that shouldn't always be the case. As long as there's a camera weird? rolling. Yes, exactly. As long as there's a camera That's rolling. That's what it is. Right? I always like say with people too, I'm like, if there's a camera on, then it's content. I got to say, a lot of people would be jealous of that 
that pass in life. Yeah. To say, hey, I'm, I was making money. Okay? No. I was doing it for a job. I, I think that's why, like, the atmosphere for a lot of performers, like, nowadays is a little bit nicer and a little more chill with each other because now a lot of us really are making, like, a lot of money shooting content. Yeah. So if we just, like, hang out for a couple hours, like, have some sex, like, we're both literally making a profit, busting a nut, and then have all the day left over. Like, and see, that's where... <laughs> My job uh, mm-hmm. is a little different. No, see, exactly. You, you can't know? do that. Because I'm dangling it mm-hmm. in front of all kinds of people every day. Yeah. You know, and i that's exactly what it is. I'm naked. I'm on display yeah. at all times. But that's not what... I do. It's a technical process what you do. I've like I've been on Naked News with you. Like you're taught it's very like you stand here, the lighting's here, you're talking about the script. You know, so, like, you're very talk professional. About, but talk about like a really difficult tension Just to have naked. to be doing at all t- or encountering at all times, and that's being naked with usually a clothed guest. I'm not gonna lie, oh, most yeah. of our guests are clothed. <laughs> and you know, I do interviews all around the world and I do them completely naked and I look them in the eye every time, and there's just this they're out of their comfort zone for a, a, at least a split second. Yeah. Where you see someone go, like, okay, well, she's naked now. Yes. You yeah. know? But is it disarming? Does it help you, like, in that sense? Because now they're a little bit more nervous. You kind of, do you have them caught off guard sometimes? I mean, it, it used to be something where I'd be like, oh, immediately make them comfortable. Yeah? Hey, it's okay. I know. Or, like, make a, <laughs> an awkward Tits, joke. Right? But now I don't, I don't, fe- I don't do that. I don't, I, I've... I've realized that's not necessary yeah. because I am comfortable with it. And, yeah. you know, if you agree to do the interview, you know I'm going to be naked. But it's kind of even better. Don't you feel like a little more powerful when they're like... Certainly. <laughs> they're just kind of off looking guard. up and down and like now they're automatically like a little bit more weakened and stunned by your beauty. Well, I look better on camera because they're all flushed and flustered. But and I mean, at that on, point, you, know. you could... Ask them to do anything, and they'd probably do it. You should ask for more wallets. Just see what would yeah. happen. Hey. So, like, hey, can I borrow your wallet real quick and just yeah. see how many people just bust it out? Right? I mean, it'd be a nice little closing statement every time. You never know. Might get a little side hustle out of it. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. I'm very curious about that. Like, how much, like, because people who were joking earlier, it's like some people say, like, women have it so much easier, especially in business, especially when it comes to sex. But, like, I've never just actually walked up to a guy in a low-slung tank top and asked him to do anything for me. Mm-mm. I'm interested to see if that would work i mean you could do a whole spin-off series maybe that's something that will get up on the <laughs> that's a naked on a, the street that's a naked on the street right there okay <laughs> we'll have to give it a different name because i do believe that one exists <gasps> oh yes that's true but but no that's i think that'd be a fun experiment but i would love to just yeah. see if that would work but mm, ooh, asmr <sighs> i just needed a big swallow the industry has like changed so much. I mean, fuck, like you are again like a beautiful naked traveling model host, but you also have like actual premiums. You make money on the side, you create content. Absolutely. And in fact, you've inspired me to do even more of that when it comes to like, you know what? If you've got a face of makeup on, use it. You know? And even if you don't, even uh, if you don't, still do it. Yeah. But it's been really fun actually, just kind of being there and 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 getting myself excited. Yes. You know? Getting stuff ready. I just it's it's fun to create that because I like I'm a huge fan of cinematic moments. I don't yeah. know if you can tell. So I like to create them now quite often and share those on the streams and say everyone get in on it. And keeping your fans like engaged and interested. Mm. Like there really are some amazing loyal fans out there. We joke and talk about, you know, like, you know, creepers and perverts, but 
but fuck, man. Like, we're all a little creepy. We're all a little perverted. And sex makes the world go round. So, like, people are interested. They, like, want to look at your ass and your feet and watch you pee all day and night, Laura. I know. <laughs> Trust me. They were very delighted with the pee video. Were they? Very delighted. I was, you know, up to my neck in, in deliverables and trying to get everything done. I was on my premium Snapchat. And, oh, my gosh, you know, that's an uncensored realm where you get to, you know, hang out with Laura Desiree of Naked News. And I had no content to get out to them. So I just started going pee and just filming that, you know, anonymous, just anonymous piss into the pot. And it was, you know, turned out to be quite a smash hit for people. I, I completely bet. OK, did I ever ask you this yet? Like, what is mm. your most common fetish? What do you get asked the most of from people? What do they want the most of from you? From me? Yeah. What do they want to see? Nasty. Just nastier stuff. Mm -hmm. Just nastier taking control stuff. <laughs> pissing. Mm -hmm. That's pissing's a big one. Continue. Is there one you know that I don't know about? I don't know. I'm curious. No, because I mean, some people I, are like I some get... people just want to stare at my asshole. Somebody just want to watch me pee. Somebody wants my foot in their face. Somebody I, wants me to talk down. Do you know what I get them. a lot of? And I I don't even know how to describe this, but. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm so welcoming and <laughs> nurturing and Canadian and easy to talk to. Do you know how many people I get saying, um, I just shot some content recently and I'm looking for an opinion on it? <gasps> I love that. you. They want you to review them. What is that? Rate and reviews. That's what great. What is that? <gasps> That's like that's your Pornhub channel. That's the number one thing that I'm getting right now. And I know that it's just like maybe the weird consensual version of how to get, you know, uh, approval on sending a dick pic. But I yeah. can't tell you how much outreach I get from people on all of my platforms asking me, hey, so I just uh, I just, you know, took a photo of myself naked for the first time. Could I send it to you? And like, I know it's I know some of it is a scam, but the volume of these requests that come in, I'm like, maybe it's just part of my appeal. I don't know. I some people maybe just need to be told they want to be educated, Laura. Yeah. I think that's what they're there for. So yeah. if you just charge a little fee for that, I think that's a new business. I'd happily critique. You should. I'll be to Siskel and Ebert, the Roger, the, the, what are they? Who are the old ones? Ebert and Roper? Siskel and Ebert and Siskel. then Ebert and oh, Roper. Yeah. We have a guest today. It's our first guest of season one. I'm so excited. This is such a powerhouse of a creature. Mm -hmm. Lotus Lane, I just met maybe two, three days ago in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And uh, we exchanged maybe just a couple words on the busy X-Biz Expo floor. And it was incredible. I'm so inspired and excited to, to learn some more of this knowledge of the ins and outs and about really protecting yourself both mentally uh, and physically when engaging in the industry that you do and yeah. being a success at it. Yeah, you and know? she's really one of those people too that has been a, like a big champion of trying to uh, speak out and help other performers. She actually won the Peer Empowerment Award at the Expiz Rise dinner. Mm -hmm. So it, she's really great. She's amazing. Such a beautiful girl. And I'm excited to like actually hear other stuff that she spoke on about mm -hmm. panels. Like somebody else we always talk about is like how the industry has changed and how like fucking entertainment has changed since like the Me Too movement. She was literally on a panel like uh, consent after the I Me Too movement. I saw that. I saw that. That was one of the panels that they offered this year. Yeah. And I believe I was at another one at the time. Mm -hmm. I believe it was one of those. It coincided with another one. And I wish I could attend everything when we get together <laughs> to talk about sex. I really do. And, and the industry and the business of sex. I want to attend all of it. There was a lot going on. There that was week. so much going on that week. So hopefully we can get a little rundown. Guess what, everybody? <gasps> 
We're in the studio today with a very special <laughs> guest. We have the one, the only adult entertainer extraordinaire, Lotus Lane. Hey. Hi. <laughs> thanks for coming in and joining us. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you both for having me. Yeah. I mean, it's such a thrill. Like, I'm going to be riding this thrill through this whole series. I love the opportunity to sit and talk to the fabulous performers that make up this industry. You're all superheroes to me. Oh, thank you. You truly, truly <laughs> are. We were talking earlier, Romy, about... Uh, what would a porn university look like? Something like a, a skill set, an education, uh, um, let's say a guideline, a pamphlet to introducing performers to the industry. Mm. And, I, and I love that you asked that and that look, we were chatting before we got on air about like, is there a performer handbook? Because Lotus made the same exact face that I made. <laughs> and you're like, is there any education? Who teaches you guys how to make good deals? Who teaches you what good choices to make? How to <laughs> set your rate? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's gotten a little better. Notice what's your feelings on that? Well, that's definitely something that we're still lacking on in the industry. But one of the things I tried to do as industry relations advocate for Free Speech Coalition is kind of fill that void of knowledge and information. I, I created a web page on the Free Speech Coalition um, website called Inspire, which is Industry Newcomer Support Program. It's the acronym. Nice. So that. basically what I tried to do is just get a bunch of quotes from you know, performers across different genres of the industry um, and basically to say what they have learned along the way or little tidbits and quotes that they think are helpful for mm -hmm. new people. So it kind of walks you through like there's articles people have written about what it really is like once you're in the industry, the kind of stigma you might face. Mm -hmm. A lot of people always think of like the glitz, the glam, the parties, the sex, the money, the traveling, which is all part. But then another big part is like the management of your finances right. the management of you know a lot of trolls coming from social media or that might email you or might even be in your own family and friend group originally they reveal themselves I yes imagine. they do yeah. so it's a lot to prepare yourself for and i know that the web page is not complete but it's ongoing and i really do feel passionate about trying to educate new people coming into the Certainly. industry because it's it's a lot it's a lot and it we is. always end up learning on the spot about a certain situation and then you f from there you're kind of like okay this is this let me readjust and continue with better knowledge now would you say that that's like your responsibility being in the industry to you know if you have an experience and you do learn something from it to then share it to the rest of your community like would that be an option as a form of education uh, yeah, I mean, as yeah, much of that for as sure. I do. definitely think there's a lot of people that do that. They come across a situation they haven't been in before, whether good or bad, and they learn something from it. Um, and a lot of Twitter threads that performers put out are very valuable. And I think that's one thing that people don't realize is, yeah, we're tweeting funny shit or mm -hmm. sexy pictures and videos. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, people like yourself, Romy, people like Lena Paul, I've seen them have really important Twitter threads that just educate you on, you know, when you come to set, this is proper behavior that mm -hmm. is going to continue to have you be respected and, you know, show that you respect the people around you. Or, you know, if you're a female performer, this is how you properly take care of your vagina. Right. Because so many people come from states where they didn't have sex education or maybe right, they're yeah. 18 and and they don't have that much life experience. Yeah. And it, it's really valuable, the, the resources that we share with each other when we just speak up and say what we've experienced 
experience. Yeah. yeah. The honesty is so important. I think like that's something I think that has changed a lot when it comes to performers. Like it's kind of like debatable, but I always think that people weren't very honest a few years ago. It wasn't yeah. seen as cool to like yeah. give a real interview mm-hmm. to really help each other out. People were, I mean, granted the competition aspect is still around, but they were a little bit more competitive with their knowledge because like I also say too because we didn't have like the premiums or any other ways to make money there wasn't much personal content shooting so there was a lot of like competition for just the set work Mm -hmm. right and a lot of like undercutting and things in between so I mean I was even on set like from for on with a female director and I'll never forget it because like she was being interviewed and was asked like oh do you help like tell girls like how to prepare for their anal scene and she's like somebody has to pay me to help these girls about like getting their assholes ready they need to figure that out by themselves and it like it blew my mind yeah, like, really doesn't that affect yeah. you're your, the director yeah. directing come on yeah you want her to do a DP scene but don't care if she shits all over everybody yeah, like what the yeah. fuck I thought we're in this so, together that's so surprising but here's here's what comes a few years to mind yeah. is you know yeah it's great that more of these conversations are happening on platforms like Twitter and what not but what are the challenges being that voice in that realm like Mm. do you lose any followers or fans or does it perhaps change your brand in a way when you bring in that element not just oh I'm horny all the time and I'm hot that's a good question it can be polarizing I definitely think that it has changed my brand Um, when I first started in the industry maybe my brand was just I'm just going to be honest, generic black girl in the mix, you know, and then when I started speaking out about the things I believe in and was asked by um, FSC before I started working there to speak at the um, OSHA hearings and things like that, I kind of got a sense of what our industry is always Mm -hmm. up against just in order to maintain operational, you know, standards. And that's when I, you know, started speaking out more and I don't know what it looks like from the outside, but I definitely got a change in certain fans, fans that listen to me talk or fans yeah. that read mm. the things that I write and a lot of couple fans. Wow. So that was kind of cool because it opened me up in a way that I would have wanted to without realizing I'm changing my market, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's nice to have that, that appeal. Yeah, and I, I am. So yeah. that was kind of a cool thing because I do feel like I'm demanding, commanding more respect and yeah. getting the kinds of offers of roles that I would have wanted mm-hmm. in the beginning, but maybe didn't know how to market myself to get those kinds of roles. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of beneficial to be your real self and speak about what you really like because I think nowadays too in this super connected world we live in fans want that out of their performer their favorite performers they want to know that this super hot cute chick also likes to eat Doritos or play video games (laughs) on the weekends or you know is really into cosplay not just for the sexiness but she likes the nerd video game or whatever you know they like those kinds of things they like us having a personality yeah yeah surprise yeah they're like oh my god you do have a personality you have feelings and dreams and motivations yeah <laughs> you like something more than another thing like yeah. that, and that's amazing I think it's so important but like I totally agree with that like yeah, yeah. I can kind of change like certain elements like I feel that maybe certain people maybe even some industry people might not like some things yeah. I say so I mean I think there might be that element of like sure could it possibly hurt your work but yeah but I mean you might not want to be on those sets yeah, anyway I was gonna say yeah. that that got told to me like in the back channel someone mm-hmm. was like Lotus someone said they might not book you because you're saying all this stuff you're online outspoken. you're outspoken and mm. and they're scared if they book you on your set and I'm like if they're scared fuck them I wouldn't want to be on that set anyways because they're obviously scared Good. of me seeing something that I wouldn't like anyway so dodged it yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want 
that type of booking anyways. Yeah. So on your uh, your open forum online, what are the main quotes you're getting? Like, or what are some of the ones that stand out to you as far as like this is a reflection of the industry? Um, one of the things that I I feel like I that collectively, like I had some quotes from Missy Martinez, Isaiah Maxwell, and Lena Paul, and I think one of the things that they all said was that this industry is so intense that you really have to have a strong backbone, a strong heart, a strong mind. And if you don't, you have to build yourself up because if you're not already a sorry strong <laughs> person, <laughs> um, it's not that this industry will tear you down, but it's not hard to, it, it's too hard to be a soft person in this industry. You have to be tough. You know, there's, yeah. I don't know how else to say it. One of the things that I mentioned on my panels at XBiz was as performers, you have to be decisive. Yeah. Because if yeah. you're not decisive, the predators will decide for you. Oh, and, and you, this was a great panel. I really want to ask you about the, yeah. the consent. The consent me too, yeah. The I me too said panel. that during that panel. Yeah. Wow. That's a really important topic that we've like been trying to kind of navigate too, because like on one hand, yeah, it's great to like, you know, you want to mentor people, people need mentoring, but I've said this too. I'm like, if they need such help and mentoring yeah. and they need somebody to hold their hand yeah. and bring them it, to a yeah. porn set, Might should be they be them. on the right. porn set? Right. right. And that's a thing too. Like, I don't mean to be exclusionary, but much like construction is not for everyone and being a doctor is not for everyone, being a porn performer is not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And just because you cross that line and are here now does not mean you are destined to be there to be here all the time and this is right for you yeah and if like you said Romy if you need to have so much hand-holding just to get mm -hmm. through it is this right or healthy for you yeah you know are there people holding your hand not like taking advantage of you at yeah. that point like I mean like what would a survival kit look like for a beginner <laughs> and that and like well, you could even take that as like uh, characteristics and traits necessary okay. you know like it can be hard though because it still is like a, an a yeah. independent contractor yeah. business everybody does like have their own like we were saying earlier like personal preferences mm -hmm. and things they do and don't want to do everybody kind of they say we kind of all pick our rates but our rates are still kind of in the same bracket yeah yeah they don't deviate too much if it's a boy girl it's gonna be about this much and that's an interesting topic too that i like i've brought up like to other like porn people and they don't kind of like get it but i'm like what do you think about like say like gal gadot and wonder woman like she was paid i think like five hundred thousand dollars to do wonder woman justice league and the other one like that trilogy mm -hmm. but those movies did amazing so then they renegotiated her contract and now she's getting a million dollars just for wonder woman that doesn't happen in our industry the way it hmm. does mainstream you're right you're right you're right. You're absolutely right. Because um, I would say, you know, myself, like my rate for boy girl is the same as it was when I first started. And isn't that kind of interesting yeah. when you like think about that and like yeah. kind of break that down? Like, yeah, people people ask for a raise in every other industry. Yeah. You know, like, is it about getting the entire industry on board in like a face group messenger being like, hey, ladies. Hey, people, I'm raising it to this and then getting the approval from everyone because, you know, it's it would be an impossible thing. It is to see that change unless you have everybody on board. Then you would get all these kinds of undercut competitions and whatnot. People sneaking in saying they would do it for less. Yeah, yeah. definitely that or new people that don't know. They don't know any better to be right. united in this way. Mm -hmm. They come from out of state. Someone just like starts booking them and. Like, you might not even ever meet them until a year into their career. Yeah, and they've been know? doing, like, $800 yeah. for anal is a great rate, yeah, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How dangerous is it, personally, to put a price to 
sexuality. We were talking about that, right? When you're like negotiating your pussy, like it can yeah. feel a little weird sometimes. Yeah, it can be, especially when you're new and you're trying to, you know, compartmentalize the way porn uh, categories are. So you're paid by the categories like a girl, girl is this much. A mm -hmm. solo is this much. A solo with toys is this much, mm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like and then you, it's it's so hard even still now, like certain things like what is your speaking engagement rate? And I'm like, mm. ah, I don't. No, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like <laughs> what is my words worth as compared to what is my pussy squirting worth, you know? And not, it's the interesting <laughs> thing too when you kind of like try to balance that out and like, you know, you, you want to be, you know, valued a little more, but mm -hmm. it can be a little difficult. Like, yeah, because there are sometimes some speaking engagements that'll pay more than some porn scenes. Yes, exactly. Yes. And should that be the case? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so where's, where's the hesitation to raise the rate? They'll always just say that they don't have the, the budget. budget. Yeah. That's like the number one thing you'll hear. Or again, that like so and so may do it for cheaper. And it's like it's not even like a dig. They're like some of the highest up people in the industry don't raise their rate very high. Yeah. Like I would say the standard and I know like talking numbers is controversial, but uh, you can at me. The the standard rates tend to be between 800 and 1800. Yeah. For like a standard boy girl, depending yeah, on what I've, set you're I've on. I've literally never heard of anyone getting more than 2000 for a standard boy girl unless they're like super super diva yeah mm -hmm. and even they don't get hired yeah, that much and right. it's for the same few companies <laughs> yeah that so. are willing to just pay that because they want the super diva i don't know and it's like i know not diva in like behavior know, but, but like persona image and so that doesn't seem like a lot of money to a lot of people and it's kind of true they're like whoa like a thousand dollars like i know people have done anal scenes for like you know less but then there's this beautiful opportunity in making your own content. But that's I, that's <laughs> why I think that has really exploded. Yeah, yeah, I think so too because not just about pay, but about pa partner pairings. Mm -hmm. You, I've waited my whole career, you know, to work with some of the people that I've made in, scenes with in my content. Yeah. Like, why should I wait for some studio to match us up when we want to have sex? Yeah, and we can just have sex and own and, the content. Yeah, yeah. ourselves. Yeah. And that's been very fun and empowering because it does start to get kind of disheartening. You keep seeing the same cute people and you're like, when are we going to have some? Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, it's yeah. never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you can make it happen yourself. Yeah, on your own terms, on your own clean set. You yeah. can make sure everything is like up to par. And then you yeah. can fuck for an hour and be like, on your seriously, way. Seriously, I had the most fun having like full on hour long sex with Rob Piper and then Juan Lucho. And I would never have that on a porn set. It'd right? be like 30 minutes max. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you know? three minutes of position. Yeah. 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 So wait, we have ring lights, you know? Yeah. Why is there even a need to continue doing it through companies or production houses? I guess the marketability. Yeah. If Promo, anything, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would say I, I use it as a kind of a promotional tool mm -hmm. like look i'm still here this is my new project but then you can see me every day in my social platforms like yeah only be afraid to promote them that. what are you what's your only fans what are your premiums uh, my only fans is slash it's lotus lane so i-t-s-l-o-t-u-s-l-a-i-n and um I also have a fan central, which is linked to Snapchat, which is the exact same thing. So fancentro.com slash it's Lotus Lane. I tried to keep them all easy. It's Lotus Lane. Smart. Yeah, because yeah. I got my original Lotus Lane hacked, like just straight up. So, you know, People like, yeah. So I'm like, OK, so now forever I'm it's Lotus Lane. Wait, what did they do? <laughs> they just hacked. hacked. Like my Twitter got hacked and then. From there, I was trying to keep everything Lotus Lane and my Instagram got shut down. And then like, so I was like, okay, I have to put a new word in front of it. And wow. but that posting stuff and tweeting stuff yeah. for you? Um, 
yeah, the Lotus Lane Twitter is still tweeting tweeting generic <laughs> porn, not my porn, but generic porn. And I'll sometimes see sometimes because people don't know they'll t- still tag that one, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm right here. And you can't get them to take that down. <laughs> no, because Twitter doesn't give a fuck about mm-hmm. us. They don't listen to our re- you know reports or something. Which I, I we're tr- all kind of grateful for. Come on, right? Yeah. <laughs> in a way, because I mean, we way. still navigate like under their shadows. Yeah. yeah, we're still some of the highest followed like pages yeah. on the sites. You know, I mean, is it the price that you pay to be able to you know show tits, pussies, say cunt, fuck, whatever? Like yeah, you know. So. With community Maybe. guidelines, Twitter does let you do that. You can set your Instagram now for over 18, oh, over really? 21. Oh, I'm going to have to ask yeah. you about that after the no, show. No, no, no. Yeah, we were like about tweeting that. about it the other day. Yeah, because it's kind of a new thing. But now you can actually set your Instagram profile. Was I tweeting? Maybe higher. I already did it then. I don't Maybe. Know. I think some people <laughs> I like did. <laughs> no, you should. That would be That'll helpful. Help. That'll Sometimes help I, I like retweet people's things so quickly that I don't even realize I already did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> though you might be automatically shadow banned, though, when you do that. A part of me think that's another way for them to find like the adult yeah. content right pages. right yeah like oh you said it to 18 plus yeah and <laughs> but re- retweeting it yeah stamps that you are somehow in favor of mm-hmm. curious yeah, about too. whatever yeah like you gotta sometimes you gotta just go through it and take a sec before you hit retweet on yeah it, just because i would mm-hmm. be i mean look I'm is that the that. paranoid person over here sometimes I, okay i just sometimes can't... i do for certain tweets if it's sure. like an article and i haven't read the sure. article i'll oh, just yeah. like i'll just like bookmark that like let me look at this yeah. shit later and make sure i agree with this before i retweet it yeah <laughs> well just because like i don't know if it's as rampant in the porn world cancel culture like eh. To some a degree, people, yeah. Some people deserve to be canceled yeah. in this culture, though. So yeah. I think, like, that's our fine line as well. So, like, we ride that line of, like, I hate to say it, like, not not a lot of the time, but, like, a chunk of the time when someone's being called out, like, there's usually a reason. Reason, yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what does it take to get called out? I guess if you violate people's trust or safety in some way and then people start speaking out about it on, on Twitter – and then from there, either people will say, yeah, I've mm-hmm. had this same experience, too, you know, in multiple comments, mm-hmm. or I've heard about this, too, mm-hmm. or, whoa, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Retweet, retweet, retweet. retweet. Yeah. You know? But it, it's so amazing. I mean, we really not, didn't have this kind of thing before. No. Like, what did you have? Like, the little the threads on, like, the other random websites? That, yeah, like, like maybe a at? forum or something, or yeah. maybe just make sure you're friends with the right people because then they'll let you know but if not then you're just like finding out on your own but in say like the realm of uh, mainstream entertainment a sexual scandal would Mm -hmm. absolutely in today's day and age eliminate someone from continuing with their career it changes the entire path of it people are canceled they immediately drop off oh i know what you're saying yeah so in the sex industry It's really hard to get fully canceled right. in porn. The only, right. the only way. way I have noticed people really actually get fully canceled is if they forge tests. Yeah. That's the only thing that we wow. draw the line on 1,000%, no no wavering. Yeah, that's You know, there's thing. no coming back from that. Though I know some people who, like, will still work with a couple people back in the day that, like, forged some shit. And it was like, but there's a big scandal about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... But no, that is true. It is very, very hard to get fully canceled unless it's something to do with like full on tests and safety and but stuff. A se- yeah. But a sexual assault or a um, a bad sexual experience. I mean, this is the kind of shit that literally takes the top dogs in Hollywood and, as I've you know, seen, yeah. just kicks them right out of existence. I think if we're being honest, it depends who says what about who. Who. Yeah. Who has the bigger who the name? Who's are, yeah. Exactly. Who has the bigger name? Yeah. Who has a better reputation? Yeah. If who's more, more believable? Yeah. You if, know, even if the girl 
was violated by dude X, if the girl is seen to be less believable mm-hmm. and less reliable as a person than dude X, who's always been this stand up guy, yeah. then everyone's going to believe dude X didn't do anything to her. It's like, but they're so nice to yeah, me on yeah. set when they're getting paid. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, 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 hard. so chick who's lower on the rung of celebrity than him has less of a chance. Or maybe has a yeah. reputation for being, you know, a drinker or a partier than, yeah, than right. people are like, oh, well, she's like it's that. It's the same so thing in rape court. It's the same fucking thing yeah, in rape court. Yeah, so it's you know? really sad. Yeah, it's that kind of reputation, unfortunately, makes or breaks uh, your believability. Yeah. Which I think is so entirely Or sometimes fucked. I think I've, I've seen girls because maybe a guy has a sort of reputation for being a bad boy or whatever, pile on to them and maybe I know the truth and I'm like, mm-hmm. they are lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They are lying only because he's him yeah. and he per- performs or acts that way or it's his persona, but yeah. that's... Yeah. I know that that's not true. And you never know what's something. going on behind closed yeah. doors anyway to sort of say that you like believe or don't. Sometimes it's so hard because like how do you fucking know until yeah. you really, really know? know. Yeah. Like, but like movements like the Me Too uh, movement, it, you know, changed the way interactions happen between especially like colleagues and, and business folk and anyone yeah. in a professional setting. How did that impact the professional settings and the interactions you have in the porn industry? I think it has gotten mm-hmm. better. I mm-hmm. mean, it's harder for like a director to blacklist a chick for True. not fucking him. True. You know, exactly. So exactly. certain things like that have gotten a little better, I think. Yeah. And some of the big studios, they made their like new, you know, <gasps> kind of like standard protocols the like compliance. And, yeah the compliance forms that they make everybody um from people behind the scenes to people doing editing mm-hmm. um to the directors and performers themselves sign a sheet that's like we're this is how we're going to treat wow. each other and mm-hmm. how have a more ethical set and behavior yeah and so that's been really cool i think i've seen wicked do that gamma do that mm-hmm. and those are some of the biggest studios that do a lot of um production so hopefully more will follow suit yeah how is it policed i mean on it's set not. <laughs> that's the thing yeah, yeah. there's okay. not really an HR department of porn there's not really a even as much uh, authority as people think free speech coalition has we don't have like a um, enforcement arm Mm -hmm. you know all we can do is make a public statement. Yeah, like, you know, you really can't stop somebody from getting hired. That's kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier, too, that, like, each set in company is, like, its own entity a lot of times. Like, you can get treated very differently on one set versus another. If one has a bad reputation on one set, doesn't mean they won't be hired further. That person might just move to another Another set set. where they have allies in that realm. So, But you feel, though, overall that it's not just, uh, like, an activity people are doing beforehand as a reaction of me too are people actually abiding by some of these changes like are you seeing more of that courtesy in the actual interactions yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I would so say it yes. is something that's actually yeah been, i think it has trickled down yeah into even our even industry. even in a way one of my friends she was about to do a booking with um a director that's like i'm not gonna say like they're bad but they're not known as being like the best mm-hmm. they're just kind of you know yeah, they treat people however they treat people, mm, and they it. actually on on their own called her up to say, "Is this title okay with you? This is the title wow. of the movie we're gonna do." And me and her were both shocked because we're like, "That director? Wow. They give a fuck? Okay, something is changing." You yeah, know? wow. Even if it is minorly fear based, something like that. Yeah, I know even if it is, said right. that, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I like they that. They should be afraid. Stop being a shithead. I Stop being assholes. I wonder if a firmer consequence. <laughs> yeah, might nobody actually... wants to get called out on right. Twitter. That's yeah. really what it is. So that's a good thing if that created a fear in that director that they're like, well, let me just make sure mm-hmm. first, honestly, that's all we want. 
yeah. is please make sure we're okay with this That's title it. if it could be possibly offensive. Of course. And my friend was okay with it, even more okay that they just asked. Yeah. You know? They're not just trying to disrespect you and yeah. get things in under there. Yeah, and dupe sneak you. it in after the after the fact and then you see a title and you're like, uh, this is not what I thought it was gonna be called. But that's not yeah. a regular thing to do. Or it wasn't? It wasn't. It really wasn't. It, like, a few years ago, too, was considered, like, why does she need to know know the the title title. of this movie? Or, oh, we'll just figure it out later in uh, post. Yeah, we can call her whatever we want to. Somebody said that to me. A company said that to one of my agents before. I swear to God. I had a problem, like, you know, with a certain title, a certain, like, kind of fucking with the way they were trying to promote it. And uh, and they, like, told me one thing, did another, Mm -hmm. and uh, talked to my agent when I was mad. Like, we can call her whatever the fuck we want to. She signed paperwork. We can call her a fucking like flying spaghetti monster or something. Yeah. I swear to God, they said something so stupid. And I'm like, did they seriously say yeah. that to you? And two of my agents confirmed that they said that. And it's a recognizable company. So it's like, it's very, yeah. So they will. Damn. Yeah. They Sometimes they will do and say whatever the fuck you. I mean, that leaves yeah. you open to being like dumpster come sluts five. No, and what happens. if they're like, excuse me, I'm recycling bin. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I'm just, I'm shocked that that isn't something. I mean, I, I we didn't would, have voices I, before. Nobody yeah. cared what the fuck we had to yeah. say. Right. Like, it's kind of true. But now, like, even just stuff like this. Like, is that po- just, yeah, more people is it having just social podcasts media? too is something. There we go. No, yeah, because it's not just social media. I've been on more podcasts where people like yourself are asking more in-depth, realistic questions that kind of make me think, okay, this is a real question I'm being asked here. Like, should give real answers. Like you said, Romy, mm. people want us to, you know, be more truthful. Mm. And we want to be more truthful. And in turn... Um, a lot of the things that we've had to like just hide or you know push to the side we really don't feel like we have to anymore because if people want to talk to us and hear the truth this is the truth yeah and you have plenty of followers that will listen to you like and that will be outraged and that's actually the really empowering thing is once Mm -hmm. you do speak seeing some followers comments underneath like Mm -hmm. who are these companies so we know not to give them our dollars or who do you want us to give our dollars to that do treat you right and then you can let them know yeah go to kink.com I love my scenes from there you know go to this page because they always treat me right here yeah I mean do you think it's gonna change the like genres or the trends in porn as far as the content itself to see this kind of evolution happening in the way you do the business like would the actual content change at all um in my opinion maybe content for the way they market porn for women because mm-hmm. porn for women is always marketed in this like soft like lily oh like, i and whatever. I, I can't that's not my jam no. i'll be real <laughs> no but then i think um, that people used to wrongly think hardcore was only for men right you know and that's the only ones liking it but with the way people are, are using data and analytics to see women actually like hardcore stuff too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll see hardcore pussy eating. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? That always says the fakest thing in porn. Sitting, you know? Yeah. You better eat my pussy hardcore. Right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hate softcore pussy yeah, eating. Yeah, like no. just like light licks. No, you want to like smash their face in. <laughs> I want to know you're starved. Okay, yeah. honey. <laughs> right? They had you crawling through a desert to get here. Yeah. This fucking oasis. Oh my God, I love it. it. Right? Yeah, yes. I know, I like that enthusiasm too. Right, that's just yeah. fucking essential. But I'm curious, like it's like it's to see if it, there might be a change in the stories that we apply to, you know, the, the porn that's created, the narratives that are there. Like, I don't know, is it going to be more women fucking uh, uh, CEO characters? Are you seeing a rise <laughs> in that? Like, even something like that has it had an effect on it? Mm, I mean, there's always those 
women CEO characters, yeah. real estate agent ladies, <laughs> you know, common. boss bitches, yeah. teachers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do we see consent being exchanged in uh, porn enough? I know, I really know. <laughs> no, but I'm serious. No, no, no. But do you have a condom? I know. Uh, that would be great. Though some like companies like Wicked, like yeah. they strictly use condoms. Sure, yeah. so but we don't document that that moment of, no. of intimacy in our porn. Some people are very aggressive about like censoring fantasy though. Like I've seen people like, you know, defend like the Fosses stuff, like the all everything in but between. But why can't we fantasize about just asking our, our partner about like consent? You know yeah. what? Like I really, I really want to put it in your ass how do you feel about that i i, <laughs> I, I tried it? to kind of touch on that in some of my like um personal content yeah. that i create um because i did some bisexual male scenes recently which i got a lot of positive fan feedback awesome. from um and one of them because especially we don't see a lot of bi male scenes with american black men it'll mm. be like brazilian or european or some other crazy ass country not crazy ass but like not our country <laughs> and you can't understand what they're talking about and you don't even know if they're there on their own will oh fun. you know like some of those but um so i got with john johnson and he's a black male he's bisexual we did a scene and i was like okay you could cut this out for you if you want but i want the beginning of the mm. scene like the lead up to be like we're boyfriend and girlfriend mm. and this is something i've always wanted like a bisexual threesome and then you finally give in to me like in in, in a way you know because mm. i'm like i had an, a knee injury so i had this Aww. big old bandage so uh -huh. i was like we're gonna play this off like i'm hurt i'm sick so you're giving me this gift babe <gasps> and like so it was kind of cool because it was like a kind of negotiated consent yeah. like well, but also method acting yeah yeah like, like well yeah. babe you've always wanted this and i thought about it and i have this uh. friend wolf and he's down and let's do this uh. and so it was kind of like that and i the feedback that i got from like i said some partners some couples yeah. being like that scene, I was finally able to like tell my girlfriend that I'm bisexual, and her reaction actually wasn't freaked out, and that. she was liking See? it. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, a lot of girls are into bisexual males if the guys that's could so set true. their guard down and realize and that, that about and us." And that's why know? I'm yeah. saying, why not challenge the idea of incorporating even a touch of consent in yeah. some of the porn that's being created? Look, yeah. I get it. Some people have the fantasy of being overpowered. Right, right. Yeah, and there's a place for that. Right. There are rape fantasies. Yes, of and course. that is hot. Yeah. But I love it but myself, too. Consensual rape fantasy. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't even think it should be a genre. Consensual porn, because no. that just sound. No one will click on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if that were to start to be incorporated yeah. in some of the scenes out there, as a, just a moment. No, yeah, as opposed to, like, being tricked or duped. Right. Like, yeah. like you're saying, like, oh, I want to fuck your ass right now like so for a lot of men like that kind of cuckold porn or mm -hmm. or you know pegging porn like they're right. tricked into it the character is like tricked or they're punished like oh you did something fucked up so now i have to fuck you in the ass you messed up um but in real life the guys that are into that don't want to feel ashamed and punished mm -hmm. or, and beneath the woman like they actually think the woman is a goddess and they want her powerful right. you know pegging sensation right. so i think if we can switch the dynamics to not be so like you got tricked into this sex or yes. someone just like snuck this out of you yeah, you, ha, didn't ha, have a choice. you know you yeah you didn't have a choice to have that encounter yeah i think that could be where we could move it towards being consensual or per portraying consent on on yeah. a scene mm -hmm. instead of being like i am going to ask you if you want to have sex yeah well you know? i mean unless it's like you know um space robots right sex, <laughs> you know whatever journey and to then Uranus. in that case that could sound kind of hot asking right. like yeah. that you and, know? Then, and then and then i'm here for and that i think that would actually just be like a funny like sketch yeah be a i, I now i want to do that porn in 2020 you know right. it's like uh, may i proceed like yeah, i may actually I sound like Enter. such a funny scene i think that'd yeah. be really good there's I been puppy 
puppet porn. There has been alien porn. Totally. Right. We can make this happen. And uh, just like consent a, a consensual fuck robot of yes. the future. Consent robot. But, let but, me get but the it's because condom. Think of how many people, especially young people, yeah. refer mm-hmm. to porn as what to do. Yeah, for sure. Completely. Yeah. Even old people. Yeah. <laughs> I need inspiration. It, yeah. It's an influencer to the interactions you have. Uh, the sexual interactions completely. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, throw in maybe a dash of that consent or how we'd like to be treated. Yeah. How it's fair to proceed sexually. It can't. I mean, but at the same time, when we're doing a scene, we're not always having the same sex that we'd be having, having off yeah. camera anyway. Yeah. Like I always <laughs> joke that the sex that we're having is the sex people wish that they could have yeah. so it's usually hyper fast yeah. hyper like aggressive Intense, wild yeah. yeah so I can kind of yeah because yeah, in real so life required if, in I real mean life. not in real life but in <laughs> porn life if you slow it down like you know you slow it down in yeah. real life and you're like taking those slow moments oh, yeah. it's just, like all right, wrap it up yeah you know like you're in a porn so it doesn't translate the same as how good it does feel in real life to take it slow sometimes not yeah. slow like boring but yeah just not that full-on pounding yeah. intensity yeah. like a man blanket is actually yeah. really nice in real life when they're just flat on top yeah. of you and just like, yeah. and like kind of like you. just grinding yeah. yeah grinding feels so good but you can't show that in porn because you're not seeing anything no yeah. you're not there's seeing nothing to a see. goddamn thing yeah smashed together yeah i was telling laura earlier it's like you know you gotta like pussy faces the light you gotta open yeah. up that pussy to the light yeah. like yeah. they gotta see it you gotta open and up and the guy the too like kind of po- points his pelvis outwards yeah. so you can see the penetration. Twist from the side. They mm-hmm. I just love in. that there's a camera person down under there. That's, <laughs> Getting that angle. That's yeah. in there. You Some know? precarious situations sometimes too. Because mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about that when I'm watching porn. I'm just like, yeah. wow. I can actually see all of Everything. this happen. There's like an amazing person down there who's on their back. Right. Pointed <laughs> upwards. Yeah. That's an unsung hero in my I orgasm. mean, they really are actually. They are all over their hands and knees getting those right angles. Sometimes yeah. getting squirted on. Yes. I would imagine there, so. There's some like splash zones. I've seen it hit the zones, lens. Okay. I've seen it. I, I must say um, one of my proudest squirting moments, I squirted on a cam. A, he was a black cameraman's Jordans and I got <gasps> so turned on that oh. I squirted on a black man's Jordans, Ooh. I was like, yes. Oh, how, how did he feel about it? Yeah. He, he was all, ah, he's going on my Jordans. Like, he started freaking out and backing up, but I was like, yeah. Yeah. I got like, you, I baby. got you, Mark. Yeah. Even if you wipe it off, they're still in there in yeah. like little particles. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> uh, it's amazing how much they want to be close to us before the scene, but as soon as we get wet and covered yeah. in cum, nobody wants to hug us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, just make sure there's a fucking shower on set. Right? I love that I'm the union leader of porn and I'm oh. like totally just an outsider. <laughs> we will gladly we will gladly take your lead, you know, we seriously. It matters. It's a little thing. So we want to be very sexy, but you know, we also we want to be the clean version of dirty. Like I love a good right. shower and I always thought that too. Like it, I was like am I being less sexy and not as cool for being like, "Hey guys, like I wish more people would have cleaning products. Hey, I'm not like super cool with the homeowner yeah. wanting a picture." Yeah, or like am I like the worst because I actually don't want the come to drip out of my pussy as I go home. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like you walk into someone's house, you get an idea of their cleanliness and mm-hmm. it can make or break whether or not you're interested in proceeding. Exactly. Whether or not like it changes oh everything. Oh my God, you're so right. right? I remember <laughs> meeting this guy thinking, oh my God, he's so hot, he's tall. And then he took me to his house and I went in the bathroom <gasps> and I saw Flex. No. Let's just say Flex. F-L-E-X-C-K-S-S. Ooh. Like little flex. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, not flex with an X. I was like, what, yeah, what no, like little flex. <gasps> I'm just gonna say that word because I can't even say what. The, and I was just like, I gotta Stop go. It. I've like a ring around a bathtub. 
Ugh. Gross. In the toilet. Dead. Gross. Honestly. They didn't clean Gross. the back rim of it. Ah! No. You know, <laughs> people don't like, you know, that's, yeah. that's when you get the ultimate test of, of a person and, and, you know, where their head is at for cleanliness. Exactly. But that's where the acting comes in. I've mm-hmm. had to fucking prepare for an anal scene in a barn before. Yikes. Whoa. Oh, my God. But I mean, like, I'm sure very similar. There's yeah. a lot of places that don't have proper showers yeah. or bathrooms. When you're in the outdoor scenes, for sure, it's outdoor like you've got to make sure you got like heavy wipes. Maybe yeah. a jug of water to pour on yeah. yourself. Fucking on the beach. Or, yeah, in <laughs> the Some woods at night. Yeah. 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 yeah, I was in a desert before and I remember just using a bunch of wipes and then actually, yeah, using the water bottle because I was like, wipes totally. aren't doing anything. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> hey, man. So no, That's in the survival kit, too. It's hey. a jungle out there. So it's like there's that fine line between, God damn, I wish I had a bed and a shower the whole time. But at the same time, people be like, well, she has a lot of bed scenes. Yeah. <laughs> It's yes. kind of fun doing the outdoor random places scenes. Yeah. Because it's hot. Yeah. I'm into it. You ride that fine yeah. line. I love, I love sex in a car. I do too. It's impractical. It's hard to film. But, but it, it difficult is fun. at six feet tall, just saying. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Very challenging. I bet. Very I challenging. It. Okay. Hard okay. To find so, the technical question I just want to ask. So, tell me, like, what, if, what would be the one piece of advice you would give, like, performers the industry like what should people know honest bare bones say whatever the fuck you want to say what do you want to say right now let's see be smart about how you make and save your money Mm. oh because we all have unexpected moments of a lot of work Mm. and then we all have very unexpected moments of not a lot of work and when you have that a lot of work moments, you really, really, really as much fun and excitement as it is to spend it all and do all the shit you've been holding back that you want to do now, like save, save at least a third if if you can. If yeah. you can't save a third, save a quarter, save something because there will always be that inevitable slap in your face moment where you're like, oh my God, I spent $500 on that stupid shit and now mm. I'm fucking broke and need that $500. Right. Uh, or now I need to get tested so I can make that $500 and yeah. I have the money for testing because I bolt blew it on bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. So please, as a new performer, male, female, trans, non-binary, any kind of performer, watch the balance. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's important. Yeah. For, for someone who... Uh is experiencing some of their first mental conflicts about whether it's their morals mm-hmm. or... Um, how to uh which direction to go and what decision to make in the business of porn and in you know making the content that you do when someone enters that headspace and they're conflicted yeah what's the advice there just make a decision make it yourself Mm -hmm. make your own decision go in your mind and think exactly how you feel Mm -hmm. who you are deep down inside who you've always been what you like what you want and make that decision Stop asking other people yeah. because they're just going to make those decisions for you. You're going to make a decision that's not really you. And then later on, you're going to find yourself in more compromising positions doing things you didn't want to because you didn't decide for yourself. Yeah. So another like be comfortable saying no. Mm-hmm. If, you know, a lot of offers come come your way and they all sound great and they're all going to give you money and exposure, but they're not all great and healthy for you. Mm -hmm. So it's like, again, you just got to get into your own mind and know who you are, what Mm -hmm. you're about, what you mean, what you stand for and know what decision to make 
that goes along with that person and and defend that yeah 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 right play play defense on that keep yeah. that person safe yeah don't put all your eggs in one basket save definitely your money. Yeah. like no it's important too because it goes even like with the compliance thing like if you're not like paying attention with your money and trying to actively make it on your own like that's when you get into those positions too like fuck i need to do this scene yeah that maybe i normally wouldn't do yeah because i need to pay my rent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like that happens and then like and then it people internalize that and, like i know people who have done things that they don't want to do and it fucks with them for a long time well, it, yeah. it alters your your mental state the one that you do deem safe and mm-hmm. a healthy place to make decisions i would think that that weighs in on that safe space exactly. and ultimately puts you into a desperate state a state where you need to be impulsive about decision making yeah. yeah right and so mm-hmm. it's like i mean what in those situations like do you not come together as a community is that not what's normal in porn or like is this something that's changing i think we try to come together Mm. we're not perfect at it but i think we try if we recognize someone is calling out for help or guidance or something um and as long as they're grateful Mm -hmm. and not like bitter or you know kind of with that like entitled attitude of like how come people didn't let me know that this was what's going to happen yeah you have to reach out yeah you you have have to to reach out you have to research for yourself yeah you know no one here is your your teacher your mother your guide Mm -hmm, even your agent you know deep down inside they're there to make money for themselves too Mm -hmm. so everybody needs to be on top of themselves mentally to know how to make the right decisions for themselves yeah do you know, both of you, the experiences that perhaps solidified or were learning lessons and pushed you towards the people that you are? The porn performers that you are, let's say, the people who, like... Hmm, maybe it was... Maybe it was the death of someone that was supposedly helping me. And then once they were gone, I realized how much they weren't helping me Mm. and how I was doing better on my own and how I could do this if I just took the time to stop being, quote unquote, a dumb slut and just like educated myself on how to do some editing or how to do some, you know, easy picture app video stuff instead of just being like, oh, I don't know. And like put it in the hands of this guy and he's going to do it all for me and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Great if you can do it. Great if you could trust the person to do it. But for me, that's what I realized. I was like, I'm being stupid and I don't have to be. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. That's when things really make sense then after that an experience yeah. like that I would imagine that yeah then. yeah no kind of almost a similar kind of situation where I just uh and nobody passed but I just realized that some of the people that were supposed to help me <clears throat> like were again profiting more for themselves yeah. and you realize that you can do it yourself and I always like feel it still offends me to this day that like I feel like the biggest lie that I was ever told that everybody else ever told is that people don't pay for porn mm-hmm. that our content <laughs> isn't valuable yeah and I I'm know like, right if my shit isn't valuable how are you guys like putting this on five different sites and like yeah. making money like hand over fist and how is does this guy have a panther and this guy has a Maserati <laughs> You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. So, uh, who's so got I'm, the panther? I mean, <laughs> we could talk. I mean, you know, the heads of the people. So it always trickles down. So, yeah. So I think like things changed for me once I realized, oh shit, like I'm not like completely like worthless after a few scenes. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so there really is that interesting. Oh, we can be more valuable as time goes on. We yeah, can build actually. a fan base. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good realization is that 
it doesn't have to happen all quick in the first mm-hmm. one or two years. And then if it doesn't, then it's done. Yeah. Because that's kind of the same lie I was told to. Like, you got to do it all. Mm. You got to do it all right now. Mm-mm. Within you're, six months. Yeah, you're hot right now. Why wouldn't you do this right now? They're asking about you for, to do this. And it's like big name company. And I'm like, oh, I'm not ready. You know, I'm glad I kind of had that experience to know you can stretch your your career out over time and your yeah. fans will still be there with you and you'll still gain new fans. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's money to be made. And I think that's that's my favorite thing that's like starting mm-hmm. to develop and grow and like with more beautiful women like you actually speaking out and like sharing your like your wisdom and your opinions and like just actually trying to help and like yeah. I, I appreciate that as somebody who's like shoots mostly their own content now. But like I think this is so valuable and like it's so amazing because I felt so alone too when I was pretty new. And I think this is a new era for like strong, independent, especially yes. women, everybody. Yes. But the fact that like we're allowed to make our own prices like mm-hmm. women are making more money offset than they are with their contracts yeah. mm-hmm. it's incredible so I'm, I'm really grateful that we are all here in this room right now and, and I think that we are all in on this together I'd mm-hmm. like to start an official porn university <laughs> and adult entertainment yes. educational program can yes. we just get an idea of like the courses that would be available what are the necessary ones let's fantasize here for a minute Relaxation, like relaxation, yeah. is key when it comes to a lot of sexual positions. Mm-hmm. Anal, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the major par- part of it. That's what makes it work is relaxing. Yeah, you know, like so a yoga class. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I would think like a, a finances, business strategy. Yeah, God. let's oh, not God. forget about that one. Yeah, definitely yep. business strategy. How to maintain your multiple platforms. Yeah, mm-hmm. pay your you taxes. Know? Yeah, how to do that. Yeah. Can't avoid it. Yeah, don't don't run. They'll catch up. I promise. Right. Yeah. 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 Just how not to burn yourself out, too. Well, I think that's, I think, hello with the relaxation. I think that's also what we're saying here as well, is that Mm -hmm. you are your own independent brands, Mm -hmm. machines. You're your own empires, in Mm -hmm. a sense, you know, very much so. So it's about protecting that. Yeah. Yeah. And even with that, your own body is your own brand, entity, machine. Your, you know, where you work, your body is your workplace. Yeah. So you have to advocate for yourself a lot. Yeah. Even when you have an agent, and that's what people don't understand. They, like, leave it up to their agent or manager, which is great. That's part of their job. But realistically, you, you got to learn to advocate for yourself. And mm. that's a hard thing to know how to do when you're young. I wasn't like the youngest person when I started the industry. I was 30. But there's people that come in at 18. And I God, I couldn't believe I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine my 18 year old self trying to work with these strong, opinionated, you know, powerful people and not knowing how to stand up for myself or not even just knowing how to stand my ground and being like, this is who I am and mm-hmm. what I'm about. Yeah. I so, mean, yeah, no, it's a wild, you ha- it's a wild ride, but <laughs> you kind of have to, that's the thing. Like you can't, you have to have a little bit of a voice, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I give a lot of the youngins credit cause I couldn't have gotten in at 18, no, 19 either. either. I totally get it. I yeah. mean, a part of me feels like the age limit should be 21, but that's yeah. a little controversial too. Right. But I mean, I don't think it's controversial to say that people should be 21 before they start having sex on film. They truly were only having underage sex before they were 18. That's so we're ta- that's what trips me out is we're right. taking people that have only experienced underage sex and putting them in the sex world on blast on film. On blast. Forever. Yeah. 
And they can't even take a shot at tequila to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always my thought about it. Like, they can get gangbanged on a dumpster, but they yeah. can take a shot of vodka afterwards. Yeah, it's, to relax. It's yeah. a little wild. Yeah, so I, I, I personally do feel that way. I know there's a maturity factor, and not just a maturity factor, but a, yeah, a being able to self-advocate factor. Yeah, being you able know, to say no. Yeah, when you're 18 up until that point, yeah. you're used to authority figures, whether mm, it's your parents, right. your, you know, um, other family members that are older, teachers, bosses at mm. jobs you never had a moment where you were your own person standing you're for yourself bra- unless literally yeah. I'm, you know so it's hard for those kinds of young people to even know how to self-advocate because they've never had to mm-hmm. and it's so that true and a- and that's when i noticed too they they have to they end up having this mentality where they defer to their agents as like what should i do mm-hmm. like they're waiting for someone to tell them what to do yeah when in reality we're supposed to be telling our agents what to do or what you want or you know thank you exactly that's There's, how the relationship you know ideally goes huge yeah. controversy though yeah. like in and out of the industry for years i mean it's changed a little bit but the whole like your agent is supposed to work for you yeah not the other way around right and for a while it kind of wasn't really considered that way yeah so thank you for saying that that was a nice um, yeah a beautiful wow. piece i don't have on. an agent so i'm not scared no thank you <laughs> you know and that's, not the, that's where the fear comes from i, yeah. I know you're not either so that's why I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable in this space because a lot Please. of girls, even the, you know, if you're around them and you're talking about about agents, they're like, because they're scared. clam up because yeah. they don't want to put anything into that conversation for fear of um, it getting back to their right. agents. And I heard right. you were shit talking our agency or something. You know, mm-hmm. that that would be bad for yeah. them. What a blissful moment when you realize they're not necessary. It's perhaps an obsolete position, perhaps in the unless they choose to step up and become better. Yeah. Mm-hmm which they have that opportunity right now. There's such a moment of transition in the industry, a mm-hmm. lot of things changing and evolving. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like agents could totally use this moment to enhance themselves, become better, revolutionize, yeah. change the, the way so that they- So much is available to the independent yeah. you know, performer. Yeah. The independent talent, it's just, it's so- uh, they have Potential. to offer us more at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like they have to like exactly. smaller percentages, shorter contracts, if contracts at right. all, which is right. a very debatable thing in the first place. Advocating for like our cleanliness, right. for safety, for safety, yeah, and for backing us if anything does go wrong, rather than like uh, cultivating their relationship that they've had for years. Because that's really the kind of the big reason that agents are still around and still mm-hmm. in like a big uh, thing is because a lot of people have been grandfathered in and have known each other for yeah. like five. 10, 20 yeah. years. Usually the newest people in the industry are the performers. Performers, exactly. Where the agents and the producers and directors mm. and sometimes a lot of even the male talent all know each other and have known each other for mm-hmm. 20 years. But you, the female talent, have only been there for a year, two years, and you're the one that's, it feels like on the line if you speak out about anything of with course. all these groups of friends mm. and really connected Absolutely. people. Absolutely. You, yeah. you have to I mean, that's an incredible realm to have to try and govern for yourself. Yeah. Until social media. That's right. really, again, what yeah. has given us so much of a voice yeah. and why I speak yeah. so highly of it. Because if it wasn't for like that minor fear that's instilled in people, mm-hmm. for, like nobody wants to get called out for mistreating yeah. a girl or saying something shitty on set. Mm-hmm. And like that's finally our platform to do that. And then you get this audience of people being like, whoa, that's not cool. That's not cool. And even like to a degree, some mainstream and some news outlets, they do we'll pay a little it. bit yeah. of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So well, you know what? I mean, this show is we could talk all day. Right? This show <laughs> is could. also a place to you know bring new ideas and hopefully yes. inspire change. So Lotus, thank you so so much for coming in here and just letting us dance in that wealth pool of wisdom because oh you really God. are just so wonderful and such a mover and shaker. Where can everyone once again find you online? You can find me at it's Lotus Lane. So that's I T S L O T U S L A I N. That's on Twitter and Instagram and even Facebook. <laughs> and of course, my OnlyFans and Fan Centro um, slash It's Lotus Lane. Yeah. So you're getting <laughs> nasty. She's very yes. smart, but she gets so dirty, you guys. I know, but I save it all for the pay platform. As you should. I, I love that. I, I love it too Make because now more. I feel like I can be like more tame on like mm-hmm. my regular Twitter free, you know, free Instagram feeds and like not be so fearful of being banned completely. Yeah. Um, because, duh, why would I show you my asshole there when I could show it to you on my OnlyFans? Hey, really? so that's something to go to <laughs> not in for, right? Yeah. There you yeah. go. You're a businesswoman, and that's I appreciate right. that. Yeah. Thank that's you right. so much, Well, Lotus we hope Lane. to see you Thank again. You. We got to oh, do more yes. of this. Yes, I would love to I'm, come back. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you again. Thank you. I am Romy Rain. And I'm Laura Desiree. Thank you for listening to A Mouthful. Mm. <laughs> 